Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads. Today's guest is Melinda Whitstock. Melinda is an entrepreneur, journalist, and a wonderful example of someone who does it all and still able to save the world. I did liken her to Wonder Woman, and she will tell you why very, very soon. But she also runs a company called Verifeed, which uses story and true authenticity to help engage and convert new customers. Welcome to the show. Hey, Teo. It's great to be with you. Pleasure is mine. And, you know, we were talking a lot pre-show because we, we had uh, interesting hiccups with the recording. But I got to hear a little bit about your background. <laughs> uh, and you talked about how you knew early on that you were going to see the world and explore the world. So give the listeners an insight into, you know, where you're from and why you feel like you were that curious at such a young age. Yeah, you know, I think my grandmother diagnosed it pretty early on. There were two words that she used to describe me. Um, The first was, you're disruptive. (laughs) So that was an indication of my entrepreneurial career, I think. But the other thing is you're a pioneer. And I think I took those to heart or she saw something in me that obviously as a five-year-old child or six-year-old child, you know, you're not conscious of, you know, yourself. But I always wanted to travel. It's, it's one of my passions in life. Um, and, and that I decided I wanted to be a journalist and add that. I mean, I've always been a, I've been a journalist, I've been an entrepreneur. Um, but in college, I decided I was going to move to London. Um, And at the time, I was at McGill University in Canada, um, in Montreal, and I'm from Toronto originally in Canada. And, um, you know, I remember all my friends saying things like, what makes you think you can do that? And I said, what makes you think I can't? I mean, why not, right? Hmm. Um, And I decided I wanted to go work on, um, you know, one of the big Fleet Street newspapers. At the time, they were still on Fleet Street in London. So I ended up joining the London Times uh, as a business correspondent when I was 22 years old, which was pretty incredible. Um, And I moved from uh, breaking a lot of big stories in the business world to becoming the media correspondent. 
And that was awesome because I was writing about this new thing called the internet. <laughs> I got to interview people like Steve Jobs. And I was always the person who wanted to know where the story was going next um, and um, broke lots of big stories. And I love to learn, you know, from the people that I was interviewing and I was interviewing some really great entrepreneurs. I remember interviewing many times Sir Richard Branson. Mm. And so it was awesome to meet him again, you know, last year as a guest on Necker Island. And, and he actually remembered my stories about him. Um, <laughs> often when Virgin Virgin was company, my stories would move his share price. So I think that's a way to be remembered. Yeah, no, that's a good way. <laughs> good that's a good bad. way for sure. <laughs> All right. So, so as a storyteller, you finally found, you know, you found this avenue where you gave people a platform to share their stories. I'm very curious though, you know, as you started to, you know, your career came on right around the time of the internet, how has the internet changed since then? Oh my goodness. Just hugely. Like, I think I was probably one of the people to see the potential of how it was going to transform journalism. Uh, very early on um, that I, and, and was excited. Whereas a lot of people in the journalistic world were terrified of it because they saw their business models being disrupted. I thought it was a huge opportunity and it was ultimately going to make journalism much better for many, many reasons. I mean, the fact that um, it, it, it democratizes it like anybody content or be part of a story and I've always believed that the best content or storytelling is really a conversation between people that that's how we learn and that's how we share and the internet really enables that but when it began it was just like oh okay let's take print just transfer this over to this new thing and that was not really allowing um, people to really use the full breadth of what the techies and so now it's becoming even more interesting with things like augmented reality. How is that going to impact journalism? How is artificial intelligence and all the algorithms going to, you know, impact journalism? And it's not just journalism. I mean, it's not even what I do anymore. But I think there were the roots in my journalistic career that now inform Verifeed, which is actually my fourth company. But what we're doing is we're looking at millions of social conversations with our algorithms and and also the algorithms between our ears as well, because we, as humans, we have to figure out what we're looking for and what we're questioning in the data. But we can understand a lot about people by what they share with each other about themselves, their interests, their hobbies, their buying preferences, their intent, their challenges, needs, all sorts of things. And when you really get to understand people, um, you stand a chance of actually connecting with them in a way that's meaningful and that resonates. Um, and for any company out there, um, including all the entrepreneurs that listen to your show, Teo, I mean, you know, it's really great to know who your customers are. Because if you know, you stand a chance of being able to connect authentically with them and really engage them meaningfully and authentically um, in conversation and they become customers for life. Yeah, yeah. No, that's amazing. And you're so right with the fact that, you know, people always say you do business with people you know. You know, you want to do business with people you know, rather. Yeah, it gives you a chance. I mean, you could go outside and you can like kind of lick your finger and stick it in the wind. <laughs> Content out there. Hope that it someone sees it, or we we call it spray, spray and pray. You know, but why do that when you can actually know, right? Like, mm. who's all out there that wants what you're selling, but they just don't know you yet? And so we we kind of connect in that sense with the technology and then of course all the data in the world doesn't mean anything unless you actually use it wisely so you use it to actually connect with people so 
someone who talks about this so eloquently and sometimes a little bit lewdly, but but funnily as well, is Gary Vaynerchuk because, um, you know, he is all about, and, and this is what Verifeed is about too, really being able to connect with people, meet them where they are. So, you know, give, 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 ask, ask lots of questions, connect with people in like individually, you know, make their day, do something like really, really special for them on social media. And a lot of people don't do it because it's like doing your sit-ups or your push-ups in the morning. It's work. Nobody wants to do it, but everyone knows it works. Same thing with social media. Yeah. Like you really have to go out there and engage with people on a one-on-one basis. Um, and that's hard if you've got hundreds of customers. So that's why we look for the people who are going to be the most influential. So you can target those people first for the biggest return. Gotcha. Gotcha. And the type of clients you have, what are they, where are they range from? Are they companies? Are they individuals? Are they like, you know, people extorting amount of followers? Yeah. So this can really work for anybody and for any reason, you know, people who want to find their customers, people who want to become thought leaders, right? Which is a really smart thing to do if you're a CEO of a business, uh, you know, uh, connecting with people around mission and making them feel part of something bigger than yourself or bigger than your company. Really, we work with anybody um, who wants to succeed. You know, they have to be interested in being able to do cutting edge, edge things and think outside the box. We like to work with mission companies um, that are doing some social good in the world. Those, That's our kind of sweet spot. Um, and you have to be able to afford us and, you know, all that good stuff. And actually, these days, I don't even think a B2C company exists anymore because I think consumers are actually in charge. So I've now started calling it C to B um, because it's consumer yeah. who go on social media and kind of say what they're looking for and what they need. And it's up to companies to fulfill that need. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I completely agree with that. I think, you know, to even add to that, I think every company is, is you know, a, basically a media company because you have the ability to – um you know, to broadcast and determine your brand and people are watching you and whether it's the blogs you're putting out, the social media or the video, the company vlogs, people are watching. And if you're not being held accountable, you're not portraying your employer brand the right way, you stand to lose, you know, whether it's Uber or... That's so... Yeah, anyone. Yeah, well said. Exactly. It's really true, you know? Um, So yeah, we got to always go and do our social media sit-ups in the morning for sure (laughs) (laughs) through the day well you know okay so um for those listening it's 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 verifeed.com is that correct it's verifeed yeah yeah so like kind of like verified but verifeed right so um where we really got the name and thought about it is because there's so much information out there and you know all the stuff that's going on the big debate about fake news and so in an early iteration of the company we were really solving that because we could really understand um, and rank, you know, source reputation, which is something that we can still do uh, with our algorithms and really understand the veracity of the information. Like, I mean, what can you actually trust? And so that's that's very important as well when you're using the other part of what we do is social. We really call it social intelligence because we can divine so much from the conversations, uh, not only who is influencing um of any kind, um, you know, which is very much very important for marketing. But we can also understand what people are saying about a product and how you can improve your product. We can understand uh, things like uh, where you sit in a competitive landscape. And and within all of that, it's really important to be able to trust the information. Like, who do you trust? And so hence our name is Verifeed. So a play on verified. It's Verifeed with I two E's. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, okay. So th- I'm going to make sure I put that in the show notes because I love what you're doing. But I want to put a pin on this and go back to your early story because I think that plays into who you are today. I was uh, listening to a previous podcast you had done and you, you had um, an interesting background as a kid. You know, you said you were a kid who was very different in every way. And here, and as told by nomads, our mission statement is use your difference to make a difference. So you were a kid who was different in every way that you could possibly imagine. You were the first kid to have divorced parents in your neighborhood, and that made you sensitive. And then some of your report cards said that you would just cry. Um, you know, you were also the tallest kid. Uh, you, you described yourself as, as, as <laughs> yeah, kind of Yeah, I used skin- to fall over. Yeah, yeah. You I was really skinny and gawky, and I would, like, I would... I would fall over. I was kind of clumsy, but I also figure skated because my mom had been in the Olympics for figure skating. And so as a single mom, you know, and she had to raise my brothers and me. And so she went back to teaching skating. So I kind of grew up at the skating rink and I was a competitive figure skater. Um, and that meant that I missed school all the time. So all the other kids would be kind of like jealous. Like, how come you get to miss, you know, how come you miss school? And, and then economically, it was also, we were also different because my parents had had a lot of money and then suddenly they really didn't at all. And, um, but we were still moved in sort of a social circle where like all my friends were richer than me. And so, um, you know, my parents were always trying to kind of, you know, keep up appearances and so I found tremendous hypocrisy, frankly, in all of that. And uh, it took me a long time before I could really understand, you know, what was really going on or what was at the root of actually what manifested for a little while as a teenager as like just anger. Do you know what I mean? I saw like I couldn't stand hypocrisy. And I think that was one of the major things that made me want to be a journalist. I had this like justice gene, you know, I wanted to go out and like, you know, find the truth. And like, you know, and I understood increasingly the subtleties of truth that one's one's person's truth is another person's lie. And I got fascinated with all of that. And I mean, I think that really informs and has informed, you know, all my my journalism, but also all my startups, because they've all, all been around content and data and, you know, what information you can trust and that sort of thing. So there's this interesting, you get old enough and you start to see the patterns in your life and you see how all these things have, have not only led to your personal growth, but um, have led to the types of solutions and the types of problems that you want to go solve. Wow. No, no, I, I love that. And the reason why I brought that story up is because, you know, if you come up in this environment where you, you sort of have these unconscious thoughts that you're not enough, you can't do it. Um, and a lot of people, Oh God, yeah, everybody, everybody has that. Like everybody has that, you know, it's like that, you know, some people call it monkey mind or they, you know, that little inner voice that says, Oh my God, like, I can't believe you just did that. Or like, mm. Oh, you'll never do that. Or, you know, all the ways that we talk ourselves out of things. And if we're honest with each other, I mean, everybody has that. It's like constant, constant thing. Um, and I think one of the ways to get over it quick is to become an entrepreneur yeah. <laughs> because you, it's the most humbling thing. I mean, you test yourself every day and you like get used to failing every day. Like I call it now fail forward because there's so many, especially when you're building something that's never been built before, you're trying something new. Like not only have you never done it before, but like, you, I don't know, like the world hasn't seen it before. You're solving something that hasn't, you're going to be failing all the time time right so um you learn to find that kind of confidence um somehow within so like i mean i think entrepreneurship is one of the best things anyone can do if they're interested in personal growth um or you know 
Um, and that's why there's such a big correlation now between a lot of entrepreneurs in, in my set anyway that are very interested in things like yoga and meditation and mindfulness and all these things because it's it's the only way um, you know you can really kind of see it through and 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 succeed in the end. Oh, no, I love that. I was listening to Guy Kawasaki the other day, and he had talked about you know how he's predicting there's going to be another economic crash or all that, but he's saying that the only way that we can actually stand out today or sort of insulate ourselves from constant fluctuations of the market is to be entrepreneurs. And then you couple that with, you know, uh, the Gary V's and all these other people, whether you're expressing thought leadership, it's very important to start to own your own narrative in today's digital age. And it's very important for you to be able to step out on a limb and do what it is that you're passionate about because the whole idea of work as it used to be in the 20th century is not going to be what it is in the 21st century. And if, if you're not able oh, to... Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because robots, robots. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're going to be doing a lot of it. I mean, you know, there's so many, like, you, you, you wonder, you really think about it. And some of the things Elon Musk has been saying that, that there needs to be some sort of standard wage for everybody because all those sort of jobs that people employ and all the kind of nine to five stuff, I mean, all that. I mean, the good news is it's, it's drudge work. All that drudgery work is going to go away. It's going to be done by robots. But then what's everybody else going to do? And, and on, on, on the, it's exciting to me to think about the possibility of people really being able to find their true purpose in life or their destiny or their, because everybody is creative in a certain way and, and having the freedom to be in touch with that. But you're right, Teo, when you say that if you're going to be an entrepreneur, it's really important to be passionate about, to that it needs to have some meaning to you um, um, on, a, on a personal level or some sort of mission, because there's always going to be those days where things are really bleak, like where you can't make payroll. God knows, you know, that's happened to me, right? You can't, like you run out of money or like <laughs> something like you know, or like one of your best clients suddenly has a reversal and it takes a big chunk out of your revenue. Like there's so many things that can happen that are beyond your control that the only thing you really control is how you show up every day. And it sure as hell helps to just really believe in what you're doing. Absolutely. No, and that, that's why I wanted you to talk about that. And, and even to even further break that down, you know, you, you just hinted at it, at it there. You've had tough times. And then you broke out of those times. And you, you were someone who has reinvented her career multiple times. Could you talk about the different times and reiterations of your careers and what you did to break out of those difficult times? Because I'm sure someone listening right now is probably going through their lowest period and they're thinking, 
what now? But, you know, you're someone that's shining an example of that. Is yeah, well, well, my startup before now, uh, News It, which was way ahead of its time, like now it would have been great because uh, it, it really solves the fake or would have solved the fake news problem, among, among other things. But I saw like in 2010 this opportunity, it was pre-Instagram, right, um, that people could create and collaborate to uh, and share news on an iPhone. Um, and created all these kind of back-end algorithms to sort for relevance and reliability. It was like inventing the mobile UI. It was all this stuff. But it was really hard to raise money for this because investors saw that it had so many different risks. I could get asked questions like, what makes you think people will contribute content? And I'm like, because they are, they will, you know, look at Facebook. And they'd say, well, what makes you think mobile's going to be big? <laughs> and I'd be like, well, because, I mean, it is. Like, look at it. This is the projection data. And they'd say, okay, sure. But even if that's true and you have all this content, how are you going to manage it? It's going to be so expensive. And I, and I would say things like, well, there's going to be this thing called the, there's this thing called the cloud. And they'd say, what makes you think the cloud's going to be big? Like, so at every turn, like I could not raise money to save my life. Um, you know, um, probably raised about a million dollars, but I needed much more than that because of its business model. So, so, you know, playing it out, I get to like 2013 and I'm like running out of money. Um, I'm in this, you know, I've got kids that I need to support, you know, I was like separated, like single mom. I'm like, I'm in an absolute, like, fetal position like I mean really seriously like oh my god right I felt like a failure I was scared I just and I was afraid to admit it to anybody either right that this was going on in my life um and I think a lot of people you know people see your outside kind of persona and they think oh like she's fine <laughs> and like I was not fine not at all and um but I you know I, I think what got me out of it. I woke up and I decided to get out of this. And I did something really interesting that I'd never done before is I did actual very mindful gratitude work. I with in a really disciplined way, like I would think of 10 people every day or 10 things that I was really grateful for. I would like meditate on them, journal about it, you know, put pictures up about them. I mean, like, I mean, like really like pretty nerdy about it, like really, really into it. And within days, weeks, I started feeling like so much better um, because it's impossible to be angry or sad or fearful when you're feeling grateful. So I feel like I kind of hacked my brain <laughs> to just, okay, damn it, I'm going to be grateful. And yeah. it really worked. It turned things around for me. And I was able to start to see you know, the good in what had happened, right? That it yeah. was like a learning experience and it was, it was meant to be. And, you know, I was okay. And it really opened up the next chapter in my life, which tremendous personal growth since then. And just much more clarity about who I am and what I want in my life and, and, and lots more besides. I think what's really important about what you're saying, and thank you for sharing that story is the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, we always have the choice, you know, whether it is to approach life with, with the glass half full mindset or the glass, um, you know, half empty mindset. And you had talked about how that, that practice of gratitude was a good hack for you because it's something that I can attest to. Every time I wake up in the morning, I think of things that I'm going to, I'm grateful for and I'm, I hope to be grateful for today. And then before I go to bed, I, you know, acknowledge the things that I was grateful for that day. And in addition to that, I always make sure I put a smile on five different people's faces every day. 
And the only reason why. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Love it. <laughs> Thank you. But, but the reason why that's important is because if you get yourself in that mindset, that positive mindset that, you know, no matter what you're feeling right now, there is a way for you to be happy. Um, it sort of re-energizes you and boosts your confidence internally to be like, okay, I'll find another way. This is just another one of those wrenches that life throws at me, but it's all good. Uh, there, there's another path. I'm hey, alive. you know what? You, you know what's amazing? So my daughter's school, my daughter goes to this all girls school and she's like turning 14 this week, which is a kind of big milestone. But the school has this amazing motto that I've taken on board. The school says, find a way or make one. Yeah, <laughs> teaches exactly. all the girls and that's the motto of the school and i think yeah absolutely i've like adopted that it's yeah great. no i love it i love it and this is this is so, why i'm so excited to have you in the story because you, you don't just talk about the importance of being a scene in the digital world today but you, you actually understand what it's like to to be let's say classically unemployable as an entrepreneur <laughs> and and what that means <laughs> what that yeah means that's today. fair the, uh, what that means today. All right, so let, let, let's shift to the, the generation, my generation and the generation coming after me. So millennials and Gen Zers. What are the things that we need to do, given what you've learned with, with all the platforms we have, especially with thought leadership, that we need to do right now in order to take advantage of the full digital revolution that we're experiencing? Yeah, I think it's a really exciting time to be alive because anything is possible I mean, you're, you, it's the title of your podcast says it all. I mean, you know, you can all be digital nomads, you can all chart your own path. Um, I think I just I see it in my kids because I've got, you know, like a 10 and almost 14 year old. They think so independently and they're so creative, like they don't know what they can't do. And I think that's magnificent. And and being an entrepreneur, not everybody is going to be like a hardcore entrepreneur, but I think to be entrepreneurial um, necessitates the following things, right? Mindful and in the present to always be looking for opportunity, right? Not talking yourself out of opportunity, grabbing it when it's like being in touch with it, mindful and conscious enough and in the now enough to see opportunity where you see it. I think most people who are millennial, you know, and even people, oh, baby boomer, everybody now is going to have multiple careers in their lifetime, lots of different things. And that presumes that you're um, open to personal growth. Yeah, taking as many opportunities as possible and doing the thing that connects really truly with your heart. Um, because if you do that, money follows. Do you know what I mean? Um, there, there are all kinds of great, um, this is hard for most people, but you know, when you leap, the net appears and, and uh, that's very difficult to grasp. But when you're doing something that's truly in alignment with your purpose, your life purpose, your soul, your heart, however you want to term that, um, there's something about the universe that just sort of meets you. And always the other thing too is really being open to learn. Um, I don't think anyone's going to be a, a know-it-all. I think we're always going to be learning pace of change is so fast that the only thing we can take for granted is change. So being flexible, adaptable, and above all, teachable, ready and open to learn and learn new things is going to be vital. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And you're so right. And, you know, the opportunity is there. We have to be open-minded enough to take it in. And, you know, whether we want to, um, you know, so close or disrupt, the, uh, you know, um, ideas of the government, we have to be passionate about what it is that we do and we have to love what it is that we're doing. And if we align that passion with our actions, 
you're right about what the universe will do for you. It reminds me of Santiago in, uh, in uh, I don't know if you've ever read The Alchemist, but in The Alchemist, which is one of my favorite books, which is just finding um, your, your purpose and what your life's journey is actually is. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yes, it is. It, yeah. it really is, is, is true. Anyone in any generation. So exactly. Any generation. I'm just so excited. I see a lot of in, in companies like, and, um, right now who, and companies that are virtual, you know, you have people working, moving to a place where like, say, I've always wanted to kind of hang in Buenos Aires. So I'm just going to go live there and, I can do like a, a number of different jobs and essentially freelance. And it's great for the employer because they're paying less money because it's less expensive to live in a city like Buenos Aires or um, anywhere you know else outside of the United States um, is getting a great deal because they're getting to live their dream and the lifestyle that they want. So I think there's going to be a lot, a lot of potential to really follow your bliss and travel and just, you know, your home is where you are. And so I, 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 I see tremendous potential there. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, as, we, as we get ready to wrap up here, I want you to give a, I want to give you a chance to talk about, you know, some of the benefits that uh, Verifeed gives companies and individuals and where they can find out more about you. Cause I imagine you've got some exciting things coming up soon. Well, yeah. And also I have like a special offer for everybody. So anybody out there that's running a company and you want to figure out who your influencers are, um, cause you know what Verifeed did once we found 10 women who drove 9 million others to an Amazon shopping cart within like a, a month of Twitter conversations. So that's the kind of multiplier that you can sometimes put on your social media. So we'd love to be able to kind of, you know, chat with folks like your listeners as individuals. So I am offering a free 15 minute uh, consult with me. We'll find 25 of your influencers. If you have a company and you're trying to get it going, get it off the ground or, or take it to the next level. So all you have to do to take advantage of that offer is, um, text me, text tribal, the word tribal, as in your tribes, tribal to 44222, tribal to 44222. And love to, you know, uh, pass on love. I'm feeling very generous today. So that's why I'm giving such a gift. Um, and it's easy to find me on social media too. Um, so, you know, on Facebook, I'm just Melinda Whitstock and you can also find Verifeed on Facebook and on Twitter. I am very eight, uh, V E R I A T E. Um, because we've got a squatter on the Verifeed name, but we're sorting that out. And on Instagram, I'm Melinda Whitstock 2020. Uh, 2020 vision, you know, that kind of thing. Uh -huh. Um, and, uh, and, uh, but yeah, like I, I'd, uh, you know, um, look forward to, to, to talking to anyone who takes me up on my offer. Appreciate that. And thank you. That's, that's incredibly kind of you. Well, before we go, this is the mission statement of, of my podcast. This is the mission statement of my, of my company. This is my purpose, if you will. This is what, how I align all my businesses with what I do. And it's use your difference to make a difference. You know, my goal is to make sure everybody taps into their human potential. So how do you use your difference to make a difference? Oh, you know what? Just learning to be my, my authentic self. And in fact, you know, we've even created a product around that called Return on Authenticity because we saw in the data that companies that spoke with authenticity, like real human beings to other human beings, 
outperformed their competitors in a space and wildly improved all measures of whether it was traffic, conversions, revenue, earnings, even the company valuation by being authentic. So we actually have a score called return on authenticity, which we measure. So like, I think it really comes down to just being yourself. And in my case, being myself means, you know, daring to be kind of vulnerable, you know, show those moments where, you know, I, I, everything's not perfect, <laughs> right? Because like it never is uh, really for anybody. Um, and, uh, and just daring to live big. Like if I'm afraid of something, I do it because I, I want to defeat fear. Right. I, I'm sort of dedicated to living a kind of a, like a joyous and fearless life. So, so uh, yeah, I mean, I just kind of push myself to, 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 to do new things and to grow every day. Pushing herself to do new things and to grow every day while insistently and consistently being her authentic self. Um, love it. Thank you so much, Melinda. And uh, thank you for showing us and giving us an insight into the, the woman who does it all. And she's encountered villains of all planets and still managed to stay on top. And she does this while being a dog mom, a mom, and a traveler, and a social media expert. We are humbled and honored, Melinda. Thank you. For- oh, <laughs> thank you so much for having me on your show. It's a great show, and I love your whole theme and your mission. It's wonderful. So thank you again. And, you know, it's really a delight to share all these stories with everybody. Thank you so much. And ladies and gentlemen, till next week, use your difference. To make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.